0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, as always, with sidekick, wingman, Tom Dorian. Wingman extraordinaire. I'm so glad you're here, Wingman.
2: I'm patting myself
1: on the back. You should. Uh we're gonna, gonna talk about, about you. We're gonna talk about you a little bit. And I know usually when I'm talking about we you. Are? Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't tell you what we were, we were talking about today. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be interesting. We we had fun last night, didn't we? Oh, Remember yeah, last, it's, yes, uh, stop RCIA, yes. You we were had thinking right like, time. What, did I go to a bar? What did I do? What was it? Where was I? It was great. We were at RCIA together last we did. night. So our parish has started its RCIA program, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults.
2: Who's the guy in charge of that, by the way? Well,
1: at our parish, it happens to be a lowly, humble deacon, Jeff. Yeah, me. But, there you go. Yeah, uh, but we—I I was so—I'm so excited that you're there. Thank you. And it actually made me think because you were like, "Hey, uh, aren't we supposed to record?" And I said, "Yeah." What are we going to record about? You like to know what, we, what we're going to talk about. I said, just show up. It is we'll kind of nice. <laughs> kind of helps the conversation go it along. It does, doesn't. yeah. But this one's good because uh, I, I was sitting there thinking, you know what would be good is we need to talk about RCIA. We've talked about it before, I think, and we, we mention it from time to time mm-hmm. in our little program here. But I think it's important at this time of year that we all start thinking about a, it again because mm-hmm. of what it does, why it's there. And what opportunities can be had there. Sure. And I was thinking about you because it was interesting. The fact that you were there at RCIA, mm-hmm. I thought that was, I think that's cool that you're going. Oh, well, thank you. And I hope one day you become Catholic, Tom. <laughs> and, I, and I hope it, it works Might for you. Might legitimize the show just a little bit more. I know you have a lot of problem with all the church's teachings, but, you know, <laughs> just suck it up and just accept it all. It's It's going to be fine. I'm getting there. No, you're a man of great faith, and you're uh, an idol of mine when it comes to Catholicism. Uh, But what's really cool about what what you, but what you do and what you've done, is the fact that you're there. You're already Catholic, right? And you're showing up at RCIA. And and what things I like about that is you had told me a while back. You said, you know what, I'm I'm done coaching. You're you're like a big football head. I mean, your head. I don't know (laughs) if they had a helmet big enough for that big head of yours, but. It had it, it wore many helmets through the years, right? It did. It did. Yeah, yes. o- offensive lineman for yes. the, the Memphis Tigers back in the day,
2: glory days.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, you have not gained any weight since then. Oh have you? yeah,
2: right now. No, no.
1: <laughs> but you're a tough guy because you're an offensive lineman. Yes. Uh, but all that aside, you know say. you you've then you 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 poured though your football knowledge. And your sort of Catholic faith mm-hmm. into coaching the little guys, you know, at the, in the church leagues or whatever leagues you've, and you've been involved in coaching, I guess, for a lot of years. A long time. And so you're like, hey, well, I'm going to hang that coach's hat up, mm-hmm. co- up the coach's whistle. Yep. It's time to kind of move on. Yep. It's not like you're old and decrepit or anything, but it's like, you know, it's just, it's time to do something it's new. It's just time, yeah. And, uh, and you said, you know what I want to do? You said, I'm going to come to RCIA. Yeah. Yeah. i just i mean i just, i brag about that because it's neat that you would well thank you you get, you would get out of something like coaching which is you're doing you were doing a good thing. Right, you, I, think so. I just know I that so. you were teaching the boys some great values, teaching them how to hit hard, but at the same time reach down there and <laughs> pick up your opponent. There's a value in there
2: somewhere. What, hitting what, somebody hard. Well,
1: once you've clocked them, you know yeah. you pick them up. Yeah, you, you know pick up, that's right. And, and I guess it's just uh, teaching the boys to be team players and and the the value of, of good uh, sportsmanship and and whatever. And I know you also prayed right. with the kids, and you also talked about like what you would give them, like, say, hey, you're, you don't have to run laps if you can tell me what. T- today's saint is or something like that you know that's
2: exactly right i know
1: and those are cool things saint of the day because you you have the kids you know sort of at that point where they're not necessarily thinking about their you know fate. what the saint of the day today is it's saint matthew the that's apostle. Exactly now right. that's when we're recording this show that's exactly right and so when you hear this it won't be saint matthew's uh day anymore but yeah i'm i'm, tuned I'm just in. checking on you man thank you thank you i hate
2: to make you run a sprint
1: man, that would have been awful if i didn't know but anyway <laughs> All, all that aside
2: set up for something here. No, you're feel here no you're not no you're not
1: i'm just talking about rci and the fact that you would then sort of reinvest yourself right and it's not that you just came for yourself although i know you've you've come a little bit for yourself <laughs> you probably ought to get tired of hearing me talk but no, uh no, man you but but good stuff but but the point is that you would come and and one of the things i love about the fact that you came is like i'm bringing my boy
2: that's exactly right so tell
1: us about that why'd you do that
2: well, I'm going for two reasons. One is to, you know, learn. You can always learn. It's 2,000 years of um, the church, and so there's always something there to learn. I don't think we're ever going to get to the end of that.
1: If you ever met a 2,000-year-old man, he'd have a lot to tell you. He might have
2: a lot yeah. to tell you. That's right. It's going to take a long time. That's the first. And then the second is William. William is a junior in the school, in uh, private in Christian Brothers High School right in Memphis, and um you know, we, we, know his, we know college is around the corner, and we want him to be equipped. When I say we, I'm talking about myself and my wife. We want him to be equipped and prepared for college because I know you know this. I think you would agree with me on this, that you're attacked. You know, your faith is attacked, right. your values, uh, what you've been taught, what you've been mm-hmm. raised in. All those things are attacked. And if you, we just feel like if you know your faith a little bit more, you, right. can, you can withstand some of those attacks.
1: Yeah, you, you don't feel... Um unprepared to have a conversation with somebody, even if it's right. not an attack. And sometimes those attacks come stealthily, don't they?
2: Oh, a big time. Big you know, time. And, and what was interesting about last night was you had a guest speaker there mm-hmm. and the guest speaker is a convert. Yeah. Talked about his life journey. And at the very end, shepherd
1: is going to listen to this. He is going to listen to this shepherd. Simmons. At the
2: very end, he nailed exactly the reason why William is there. And that is this. He met a woman. Yeah. And she happened to be Catholic and so he was all on his his the bulbs went off he started asking her questions and she was a cradle catholic and he discovered because he said, she's a cradle catholic she didn't know the answers she didn't know the answers she knew a lot but she and didn't know enough and that's the reason i mean yeah. really cuz you know williams a cradle catholic we're cradle catholics and cradle catholics are you know they're they're really bad about studying their faith. Well, I hate to say that, but that's the that's the truth. And Tom, I guess, I, and I blame that on me. I don't blame that on William. I blame that on
1: me. Well, the church does too. The church blames <laughs> you too, because the church says you're the first teacher of the faith, and are not doing church, I understand that. <laughs> and, I understand and, and, and that, and that's kid- why we're doing this. All kidding aside, Tom. You know we talk about that, but the other thing I, I guess we'll just highlight is that um, other people might recognize and need to recognize the role that we have as parents and that it's our charge to get our kids fired up about the faith and which we need to be fired up ourselves. And so maybe we need to put on the oxygen mask first, right? Right. And and we need to deal with ourselves. But, but at the same time, we've got these little kids that from, from their, their birth would look up to us like, like we were gods. And I know that we aren't gods, but they would look they would believe everything we say. They trust everything that we do Mm -hmm. and we can't betray that trust. And so when it comes to, preparing them for the world as you're thinking about attacks or just helping them understand the depth of their faith, the the, the age of their faith, the, the, the beauty and the gift of their faith, but also the ever new part of their faith. It's like, it's like, as a parent, you're taking on a responsibility. I I just think that's awesome that you would bring your child to, um, to, to that class to sit in there with you. And I think it's great that he's, that he would be willing to do that. That shows the level of trust.
2: He's a good sport. He's doing doing a really good job. on taking I'm, notes? I'm, I'm proud of him. He is, isn't he? That's right. Is, that's
1: I see him. they taking notes. It's just amazing. It's fun to watch him. You know, it's, and, and uh, as I stop, we you know, we never do a show without mentioning Confession, right? We're big Confession <laughs> fans. And I think about the times that I've taken my kids to Confession. Yeah. When they wouldn't have come to me and said, Dad, I want to go to Confession. Yeah. Now, every once in a while, they would do something and say, Dad, I, I, I think... Check me on this, but I may need to go to confession. You know, And that's nice to have that conversation with your son or your daughter You know, as they're trusting you, that they'll talk about almost anything, and that's a beautiful gift. That really is. But the, the idea that you would just get into the routine of taking them with you in your faith, wherever your faith leads right. you, and if it leads you to con- the confessional, take your kids. Perfect. Buy them a milkshake afterwards and mm-hmm. reward them. Uh, but they're going to get the benefits of following you. That's right. I just think that's awesome that you're that you're doing that. So we kind of put that out there for all the folks listening. And we used up almost half of this program <laughs> talking about Tom. Uh, but I think it's I think it's worthwhile because to me it's the perfect example of a guy putting his money where his mouth is. A guy just saying, "Hey, look, I'm not just talking a game about this faith." Let's. And then the fact that the two of you is like, "Let's do it together." Father son yeah. thing. That just is so cool i hope he thinks
2: it's cool too i know it's got to be a drag on
1: tom i'm willing to i'm willing to bet i'll I'll predict this and i think i'm going to be right when when the two of us are in wheelchairs and we're drooling you know and we're sitting there together sitting in the park you know staring (laughs) like at all the young girls and remembering the day you know (laughs) you know when we're when we're doing that i think i'm gonna lean over and say isn't it great you know william is going to look back at that time he's going to remember this
3: yeah I hope and it's so. going,
1: that's going to be a happy memory it's I not going to be so. when my dad forced me and the reason why i know that is cuz the kid is taking notes either he's a major suck up or he's like suddenly sort of all right dad said i'm going to do this i'm going to i'm going to do it yeah that's fun to watch I, it, it is it is it's great to see that so all those folks listening now thinking what can i do with my kids give it a try yeah take them to RCIA and i'm telling you, you the other
2: cool thing too is i'm not the only one doing that in there either by the way i know there's quite a few folks in there doing that. Yeah,
1: when you—that's one of the things I think that we're blessed with with mm-hmm. our with our program. I—I've got a, I guess, a, a little pile of people, about 40 people, who are signed up who want to become Catholic.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and the reality is, the room has got between 60 and 70 people every time we meet, mm-hmm. and so that means that there are other folks in there, at least 20.
2: Oh, and I met the one young lady who, her and her husband came into the church, I think, two or three years ago. That's right. And now her mother is in there with her.
1: I know. Wanting
2: to see what that's all about. You watch
1: that process, and that's That's one of the the coolest things that I recognize is just, this is a good kind of virus. It really is. But just how the faith moves through a family. Yep. And and I've had so many experiences with, with that. We'll talk a little bit more about that, and maybe we'll kind of lay out some ideas for uh, all the different kind of groups that might want to go to RCIA. And we'll talk about that in a second. Before we do that, I want to remind folks at home we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Uh, also, I have a, a, a penchant for listening, and I love to get emails from folks. I love to find out what's going on in your life, in your world. If you have questions, uh, wherever you are in the world, send me an email. Let me know what's going on with you, maybe what you want to hear about. But also, if you have questions about what should we do about this or what should I do about that, uh, what does the t- Church teach about that? Love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we will be right back.
4: I'm Bestra Droszemski, and this is another great moment in Church History. There was no greater man born of woman. These words of Jesus Christ himself reflect the greatness of Saint John the Baptist. A cousin of Jesus, John's birth was miraculous. His mother Elizabeth conceived John despite being past her childbearing years and previously unable to have children. While he was performing his priestly duties in the temple at Jerusalem, John's father, Zachariah, was told by the angel Gabriel that his wife was to have a child and they should call him John. Because he doubted, Zechariah was struck mute and could not talk again until after the child's birth when he wrote on a tablet that the child would be called John several months later after being told by the angel Gabriel that she would be the mother of Jesus Mary was also told that Elizabeth her kinswoman was in her sixth month of pregnancy and Mary thereafter went to assist Elizabeth with John's birth the Gospel of Luke records that the unborn John leapt in Elizabeth's womb upon hearing the greeting of Mary who was pregnant with the Christ child. As an adult, John lived an ascetic life, spending most of his time in the desert, wearing coarse camel hair and eating a diet of honey and wild locusts. John was a fervent preacher, calling the people to repent for their sins john attracted many followers baptizing them in the river jordan as a sign of the filthy state of their souls before god and their need of spiritual cleansing john also preached that he was merely a precursor and a messiah was following him that he was not even fit to loosen his sandals jesus began his public ministry by asking john to baptize him which happened despite John's protest that Jesus should be baptizing John. After the baptism, God descended like a dove upon Jesus and it was heard from above, This is my beloved son, listen to him. John directed his followers to follow Jesus, saying about Jesus, He must increase while I must decrease. John was imprisoned and beheaded by Herod Antipas after publicly preaching the king's need of repentance for incestuously marrying his brother's wife Herodias. John the Baptist is considered the last of the great prophets of the Old Testament and the bridge with the New Testament. His principal feast day is celebrated on June 24th. I'm Bess Zimski and this is another great moment in church history.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian, star of the hour, half hour. (laughs) I don't know about that. Yeah. So we're talking about RCIA. We are. We're talking about the importance of going. And we just talked about Tom and taking his son, William, uh, to RCIA. And you know what? I guarantee at William's age, they're not typically thinking about their Catholic faith. I mean, out front. They're not... Certainly don't feel like they need to. Although he's getting an education, well, they're, and ster-
2: they're stereotypical cradle Catholics,
1: and they are stereotypical teenagers, uh, teenagers who yeah. are thinking what they think when they're teenagers. Right. That's right. right. That's you know, mean. maybe it's sports, maybe it's programs on TV, or or hanging what's out happening with friends. Friday night, right? Exactly. So it's just the fact that you would sort of help him see the importance of his faith in this, at this age is. I think it's going to um, yield some pretty good uh, hope so. fruit yeah, know, we later on. So if we're talking to folks that really now, depends
2: on the teacher, don't you think? Uh,
1: sometimes, but yeah, no, you know what? I think he trusts. I think in this case it does. I think he trusts the Holy Spirit. That's true. Wherever you are.
2: Yeah, you just slap right? me in a round Although
1: there. I am available, if anyone likes to... Deaconjeff.com. <laughs> no, so, um, so you know, I was thinking about last night. You said, what are we going to talk about? And I thought, you know, let's talk about RCIA, but not just about, like... The RCIA program is the right of Christian initiation for <laughs> adults. You, know, you like that voice? I, <laughs> I got many more of them. I'm having a Looney Tunes flashback. <laughs> we have we have all <laughs> been in the room, right, when the guy or the girl gets up and
3: yeah.
2: they Euler. start
1: droning on, and you're thinking, I'm getting nothing. Right. Do they not know that I'm getting nothing out of this? Yeah, there's drool coming out of me. And I hope that your RCIA program, your local parish, is not like that. And unfortunately, I think somewhere around the world there might be one or two or a thousand parishes <laughs> that have a problem getting folks I'm really I'm guessing engaged one or two. I'm hoping and praying for that. But the reality is I still do trust the Holy Spirit that even in those yep. times, something's going to sink in. Some exactly plant, right. some planted seed is going to take root, and, and, and there's going to be something that, that grows. It'll, be, it'll bear some fruit, and we don't know when, Mm-mm. like at that moment or later on. But I think it's a good thing to do. And so if you look at the RCIA program, it, there's a couple of different categories. There's, there's the non-Catholic folks that can show up. hmm and of course, that's what it's designed for. It's a, right. the rite of initiation. Right. If you want to be initiated, if you want to come into the Catholic Church, if you want to be fully Catholic, here's our process. There's a program. It's a process. It's mm-hmm. set up. This is how we do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You learn everything, and and it's it's definitely a, a neat thing. I, I'm always uh, I don't say proud, but I'm I'm always like pleased to be able to help someone understand that I know that you can go down to the local Baptist Methodist presbyterian church down the street right and you can go and you can either get baptized or be initiated into the congregation or you can join uh that day right and welcome to the holy tabernacle of life and babylon brook of joy church there you we're, go we're so happy to have you here there's a and, there's and, enthusiasm. That's a, and that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. right but i'm always pleased to say well we want you to join the Catholic faith, but mm-hmm. before you become Catholic, you got to kind of know what, what are you getting yourself into? Right. Right. So that there's not a like secret levels of knowledge. No. Right. There's not that. And there's no secret handshake. I always mm-hmm. joke at the beginning of the first RCI I that you have to come to every class. Cause if you, at the end we check roll and if you haven't been there, we won't <laughs> give you the secret <laughs> handshake. And there, there is none though, but we want you to know everything. Right. We want you to come in with your eyes wide open. So, it's really a, a, a program that offers the fullness of the faith. Mm-hmm. We don't hold back. We 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 talk about all the controversies. Now we don't start that way Mm-mm. because a lot of people want to come and they'll leave the next day if they're like, "Well, I just can't, I can't get my my head around or my heart around what what the church teaches about same sex attraction or whatever, uh, or right, or divorce right. or any of these things, contraception, abortion, all these things." And the reality is if you start a systematic kind of approach – a foundational approach to the faith, which is what we do here at our parish. And when when I run the RCIA, I like to we'll start with who is God. What did God do? He created. What did He create? Created the world out of His out of nothing, but out of His love, and made man the crown of His creation. Gave them free will. They fell. He sent Jesus along to uh, to take on flesh in the incarnation. Why did that happen? What did Jesus do when He did was here? He started a church. And when they see this sort of foundational, formational approach, they go, "This makes sense." Now, after you've done that. And they're like clamoring for. All right, so I believe that this is that church.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now it's like, let's talk about what that church teaches. Right. And so this, so the, the controversies, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes for those in the radio audience. Love it. Yeah, well,
2: I think they can see it in their mind's eye. Yeah. So right the con- the
1: controversies really job. aren't as controversial when you understand the the basis, and you start realize, realizing that there's actually faith filled, but 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 rational reasons for yeah. these 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 teachings. Yeah. And they're done in love and not in judgment, not in punishment, right? But you come to the fullness of this understanding because you've come to, essentially, six or seven months of classes. Right. Depending on when Easter is. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's, and then, of course, the other benefit for the non-Catholics is that typically in most dioceses, which RCI was not developed this way, it was meant to be for those who were unbaptized, but even those who were converts from other faiths, mm-hmm. Typically like what we do in our diocese is they come in at the Easter Vigil. Mm-hmm. And the Easter Vigil is this beautiful celebration. And unfortunately in most parishes, it's the long mass. <laughs> I don't want to go to the long mass. Right. Let's go to the short mass. Right. Right? Let's get it done. Yeah. Uh, let's get out of the dentist chair as quick as we can, apparently, you know? Yeah. But the Easter vigil is this beautiful uh, really opportunity is. we've we've done several shows and talked a lot it's about the Easter vigil and the idea that you would just totally fully immerse yourself into the tradition of the church and it's almost like at the end you're like going man I want this thing to keep going yeah and and it's just a beautiful thing to see all of those i get to sit in the deacon's chair next to the pastor and look out when these people stand up when their name is called and we we don't put them up front we have them all throughout the the the, the pews all yeah. the way back to the back you know they're all over the place and they just pop up, and people get to look at them and go, oh, look at that guy. Look at that, you know. Yeah. And also, I look like a proud papa when these uh, 40 or 50 people stand up. And it's just, it's a, it's a cool, cool it thing, cool. right, for non-Catholics. So the RCI has a big payoff,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? And then I, I love to be able to look at, on Sunday mornings and say, see that guy? He came in two years ago. See that girl? She came in with her husband uh, last year, All oh, right. there's the husband, and look, they got a new little baby, and I'm I'm just watching them sort of grow in their right. faith and right. practice and live their faith. That's a beautiful thing. But you know, it's interesting. RCI is not. We talked about the fact that you're you're in a, the RCI program, mm-hmm. and it's not just for non-Catholics. No. We have 20 or so people that show up. Some show up because they're on the quote-unquote team and they're helping out. They're, they're bringing the food. They're welcoming people. They're sitting at the tables, helping people with questions they might have, to have during breaks, etc. But some people are – we just – at our parish, we publish the topics that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And people in the parish are welcome to come. And so someone will drop in. I've got about three or four that came to me before RCN and said, guess What? What? I'm coming to RCI. I said, I always knew you were going to be Catholic. I'm so proud of you. I've been Catholic for 30 years, and that's why I'm coming. And they come, All and right. they sit down, and, um, you know, one of Danny is just like, he's so, he's beaming at the end of every one of the RCI things. He comes up and says, big hearty thank you, and shakes my hand. He's like, he's that's so great. excited
2: that's great. to sort
1: of, to be, you know, just in his faith.
2: Well, you're relearning it, and you're also hearing it differently. Yeah. Yeah, something, something. So it's is going great to for, you.
1: and and also we need sponsors for people who may be coming into the faith and don't have yes. a lot of family or friends who are Catholic. Yeah, and so having people there, so it's good to have uh, an opportunity for for Catholics. They learn more. They get to be part of that community, and really, it's like it's like standing around someone who's given birth. You know, it's like hey, you were, we have got a new one here. Exactly
2: right. That's exa- that's a great example.
1: You know, and so you show up and you celebrate with this this new family even though it's not your child but right. now they become a child of god and they're in the church and yep. and they know you because and they they like you and you hang out with them afterwards yeah. because of the That's process right. so it's a it's a cool and beautiful thing to be a part of uh, but you know what's so interesting you, you you're going to learn a lot as a catholic in right. RCIA cuz yeah. most people don't they stop learning since like the 8th grade they just don't take any more in and there's so much to know yep. and it's not just knowledge but it's it's knowing jesus
2: that's exactly right. By right. having
1: a relationship with Jesus, and to be in that room, to, and, and literally the Holy Spirit's in the room because it's just on fire. Don't you sense that when?
2: Oh, totally. You
1: can listen, and, and the people. It's like there's like a dead silence, it's like when Shepherd Simmons was talking. He
2: had the place riveted, didn't right. he?
1: right? He's kind of a quiet, meek guy. He really. Is. I'm saying that because he's probably going to listen to this.
2: Yeah, no, he's a quiet, good guy. And they were like hanging sincere. on every word.
1: They want to know what's your story, dude? Yeah. What, did, what did you do? Yeah, and, and I'm, I guarantee there's someone in that room going. And he
2: had a neat story, didn't That's, he?
1: Oh yeah, it was cool.
2: It took I didn't. I didn't know he had a couple, couple of major jump. turns. Yeah. Right. I didn't see coming.
1: Yeah. It was just. It was beautiful, and yeah. and uh, it was it was neat. And then what's also cool about RCIA is. Every year that I've done it, mm-hmm. I learn something.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, the, Holy, the
1: Holy Spirit puts something on my heart and says, you know what? You need to stress this tonight. Okay. Whether it's because someone's in there who's experiencing a certain problem or situation. And people come from so many different places. Yeah. But I I go, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And it's just amazing how to be open to the Spirit that way, to constantly be uh, aware of the Spirit's presence, to rely on the Holy Spirit in this process is something that I think uh, it just helps me as a teacher. Sure, It makes my homilies better. It makes my interactions with other people better. Uh, When we talk at St. Leo's Lunch and and things that we do like in our diocese, my opportunities to speak to people are always embellished. Uh, and really, given so much more weight and meaning and purpose because of the sort of what might, people might think is like the daily grind of right. the doctrines and the dogmas of the Catholic Church. I don't see it that way. No, not at
2: all. And you do a good job too, by the way. Well, I
1: appreciate that because I don't want it to sound like uh, it's dragging on into. Uh, no, it I, it sound I don't want to drag people through. And it's like. It, we it's very, do, it's very
2: conversational, very light. We
1: talk about the doctrines and the dogmas. I know we do. We don't hide them, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, what's relevant? To those? How, how do you? How do you live those doctrines and, and how dogmas? You apply it? Right. And and what is? Why is that important? Right. And so, if you're if you're considering learning more about your faith, you want to be part of a program where it's excited, where people are excited about being part of this faith. Go to your RCIA program. Bring people who might be interested in becoming Catholic. Amen. So much to do. Well, let's offer this prayer um, in the name of Mary, our mother, who's going to lead us to RCIA. Perfect. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: For listening to the Catholic Cafe. For more information, visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You'll find many links to Catholic resources on the web. You can also listen to previous shows online, download MP3s, or take advantage of our podcast feature. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com.